The Gospel reading is from Luke 24, chapters, verses 1 to 12. Jesus has risen. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Just before I begin, Sarah and Nathaniel and Sasha are going to give you all a plastic Easter egg. Now, the, the test is this. You mustn't open it until I tell you. If you open it early, you might be disappointed. In our Bible reading this morning, we heard what happened one Sunday almost 2,000 years ago. Some women were looking for Jesus. Now, who can tell me? Where did the women go looking for Jesus? Put your hand up if you know. Where did the women go? Oh, that was very, very quick. Where did the women go? They went looking for Jesus in a tomb. Now, why did they go looking for Jesus in a tomb, those women, on on that Sunday morning? Why did they go looking for Jesus in a tomb? Come on, we need some more offers. Come on. Oh, come on. He's He's got his hand. Why did they go looking for Jesus in a tomb? Because Jesus was buried, because this is what happened on the Friday. Jesus was crucified and died, we believe, for the sins of the whole world. And Friday evening, they laid him in a tomb, which is like a grave. So three days later, we would expect him to still be there, wouldn't we? Dead people don't get up and walk around. But Jesus is the exception to the rule. So they went to the tomb and they had a look. And what happened? Was Jesus there? You can open your plastic egg now. The tomb was empty. It was nearly empty. Now the connection between Easter eggs and Easter, and Easter eggs and Easter Sunday has happened right there in your hands because the reason we have Easter eggs at Easter is because the hollow Easter egg reminds us of the empty tomb. But it wasn't quite empty because, as we heard in the story, 
there were some grave clothes that had Jesus had been wrapped up in when he was buried. There were some grave clothes which are represented by that little piece of paper you found in your egg. But the good news is, for all of those of you who are desperately disappointed there wasn't a chocolate inside, is that at the end of the service, on your way out, there will be two people at the door, and if you hand in your plastic egg, you will exchange it for a chocolate one. Okay, right. So... We want those plastic eggs back. We need them for our Easter egg hunt tomorrow. Okay. So anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. The women found the tomb empty. Jesus' body was not there. Only the grave clothes. But instead, they met two men who told them, Jesus is not here. He has risen, just as he said he would. Wow. Do you know what this means for us? If we're looking for Jesus, we won't find him in a tomb. If we're looking for Jesus, we won't find him in a grave. But Jesus went through death and passed out the other side. Um, it just, we might use this as an example. I've got a bit of, of black material stretched across a, a ring here, okay? Now imagine this, this black material represents the end of our lives. We get there, boom, that's it. We can't go through, we can't go through by ourselves, we can't go through the end of our lives. But if this needle represents Jesus, you could say, this is what Jesus did. He went right through death and out, and out the other side. Only Jesus could do that. He was unique in that. He's the only person who has ever done that. But it means this. If we're looking for Jesus, we won't find him in a tomb. We won't find him on an archaeological dig. Jesus isn't in the ground. Jesus has risen. And that means he's alive today. And he can be known by us, every single one of us, if we want to know him. Now imagine if Jesus had stayed dead in that tomb. What would have happened? Those women would have gone to the tomb with their anointing oils, which they were going to do. They they anointed the body with spices. They would have gone there. They would have anointed his body. They would have gone away again. Perhaps the following year they might have remembered his death. But basically, that would have been the end of it. We wouldn't even be here today. But that's not what happened, of course. He rose from the dead, as many eyewitnesses tell us. And once those women heard about it, they were desperate to meet the risen Jesus. Now, perhaps this morning, you've come to church, you've come to church a bit like those women, and not really understanding what the empty tomb means or why it's such good news. But if he did rise from the dead, as so many eyewitnesses said, it means that Christianity is not about remembering a dead person. It's about knowing a living Lord who brings us life to the full. And these women went home from the tomb determined to have a living encounter with the risen Jesus. And if we had time to read on, we would discover that that's exactly what happened. Now here's a question. Would you like to have an encounter with the risen Jesus? Would you like to have an encounter with the risen Jesus? Because I first encountered the risen Jesus about 20 years ago. 
After that, I was determined to encounter him again and again and to help others encounter him too, which is why I do what I do. At St. Matthew's, we run something called the Alpha Course. And it's for anyone who's looking to encounter Jesus, looking for answers, looking for the truth. We run it at different times of day or evening, depending on how it suits people. Um, And on the Alpha Course, we go on a journey of discovery, not to tell you what to believe, but to help you to encounter the risen Jesus. And that's what I did 20 years ago. I decided to go on an Alpha course and started attending a church. And I began to learn how to encounter Jesus. And it changed my life in so many wonderful ways. And if you're intrigued by that, and you're interested in finding out more, there's a sign-up sheet in the welcome area, which is entitled, I'm interested in doing the Alpha course. Please just pop your name up with a contact detail, and Kirsty and I will get in touch and we'll arrange um, a, a time and a day when, uh, when it works for you. All it costs you is a little bit of your time, and it's an amazing journey of discovery. Or you can just keep coming along on a Sunday morning, and sooner or later you will encounter the risen Jesus. But let's go back to the picture of Jesus being able to pass through death like that needle. Now just imagine, I've got a bit of white, I've got a bit of white thread here. It's probably a bit difficult for you to see from the back, but I've got some white thread. Imagine that white thread is, represents our lives, the, the length of our lives. And we get to the end of our lives, and I could stand here all day doing this, trying to push the white thread through the black material, and you know what would happen. Wouldn't work, would it? Just wouldn't work. But just imagine what would happen if we were closely attached to Jesus. Imagine what would happen if we were so close in relationship to Jesus that we were literally hanging on to him. Then when Jesus passes through death, then we would go through with him. And that's a picture of the eternal life that Jesus offers each and every one of us when we put our faith in Jesus. But you know what? That eternal life doesn't just start when we die. It begins from the moment we decide to put our trust in Jesus. And you know, when we baptized Jacob this morning, what we did symbolizes this new life in three important ways. And I'll just finish with these. Firstly, Baptism, as you heard, means being welcomed into the church family to be a new follower of Jesus Christ. Simon and Rachel intend to bring up Jacob, being taught the Christian faith, being raised as a, as a Christian. And that's why it's important for families who want to bring children to baptism to be regularly attending church before they bring their child to baptism because then they're part of the church family into which their child is being welcomed, which makes sense, doesn't it? Secondly, the water of baptism symbolizes being washed clean from all of the the wrong in our lives, the, 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 the bad stuff in our lives. And as a baby, perhaps that doesn't seem like we've accumulated much, but as an adult, we all know of those things in our lives that we've done wrong. And we would, and, and, Jesus offers complete forgiveness and cleansing from that. And thirdly and finally, baptism symbolizes that new life we've been talking about. If we decide to do life with Jesus, do you know, in an adult 
baptism. In a full immersion baptism, there's a picture coming up here of one we did last year. This is when we baptized Maisie um, in the church. Um, What happens is that the person goes down under the water. She's disappeared. Down under the water, which symbolizes dying to your old life, to all of the bad stuff, putting it behind you, and then rising up out of the water to new life in Christ. And that's what baptism symbolizes as well. So this Easter, let's celebrate again the new life we have in Christ. And if you're here this morning and you're not sure that you have that new life in Christ, please don't miss this opportunity to grasp it. Come and chat to me or Kirsty afterwards. Put your name down for the Alpha course in the welcome area. We would love to talk more about it with you. Or, if you're feeling today that you really, really would like an encounter with the risen Jesus today, that you would like someone to pray with you, to ask him to be real to you, to come into your life, then there will be some people who are uh, are members of our prayer ministry team who will be over in the corner over there after the service... Um, where they would love to pray with you. And uh, and if you go up to them and say, I'd like you to pray with me, they would be delighted to do that. We would love you to experience the risen Jesus for yourself. And this Easter day could be an important turning point in your life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you that the tomb was empty on that first Easter morning and that Jesus is alive and with us by his Holy Spirit. May each one of us encounter the risen Jesus in our hearts and in his name we pray. Amen.